welcome to the Woods Edge podcast show, where we hear stories about how God is at work in and outside the walls of Woods Edge. Hi, my name is Eric, and thanks for joining us in the Woods Edge podcast show. Uh, I'm glad you joined us today because we have a special interview with uh, the man himself, Michael Micken, who is uh, our pastor of church planning. Uh, or church planting pastor. I don't know which one it is. You can correct me. Pastor of church planting. No, I'm works. not personally going to plant all these churches. So You aren't? Okay, well I'm then not. let's end this interview immediately. <laughs> um, no, we're excited to have Michael in. Michael, uh, when did you join our staff team? I actually joined in January, so it's just been a little over five months now. That's exciting. So I, I want to take a step back because I was actually looking back at you know, we got an email whenever Michael Micken joined, and there's like a, a couple little tidbits about you that are a little bit surprising. Okay. It, mainly that um, you used to be an ER nurse. Yes, so, I actually was. So take us to how did you get from, because I, I also saw that you have a master's in divinity yeah. from Trinity. Uh, is that Trinity in San Antonio? No, it's Trinity Evangelical Divinity oh, School, Deerfield, sense. Illinois. Awesome. So how do you... So what, how did that happen? How did you go from getting your Master's of Divinity to um, being an ER nurse? What happened oh, there? Wow, what a journey. Uh, well, I had originally intended to and felt called to um, go into overseas missions work. And I went to seminary uh, with that in mind. I actually did an internship in London, England um, back in the 90s. Graduated in 97, but felt like the Lord was saying that wasn't the right time to get started. So I just looked for work, found a job at a company near where I went to school. One thing led to another. I got transferred to Houston, but didn't feel like sticking with that. Didn't feel released to go into ministry yet. And so found uh, a career in nursing to be a good fit for my uh, desire to be with people, to help people, as well as... uh, just the thinking aspect of it. And again, one thing led to another, to many long years, uh, first in ER nursing and management and then administration for a hospital system. Well, there you go. You you covered quite all the bases. Yeah, right. Um, So what was it about (laughs) ER nursing that, I mean, I think you talked a little bit about it. It was, uh, you know, you liked being around people you could kind of help. So is is that kind of your heartbeat is being able to help is that where you draw like energy is from being with people yeah i'd say that i'm a kind of a good mix i'm kind of a 60 40 mix 60 percent with people 40 percent um kind of introverted kind of stuff but in in general it was the aspect of uh, being there at critical parts of people's lives being a part of that really gratifying and a little bit of the adrenaline junkie being in the er Always fast-paced, always something going on. I really enjoyed that a lot. Is it exactly like the show ER? No. Is no, it exactly like the show Grey's Anatomy? No, no, it's not. Are you saying that Hollywood lied to me? Um, I'd say that they painted the picture for network television. How's that? That's very disappointing to you, Michael. <laughs> I, cannot, I can no longer you know, binge watch Grey's Anatomy. Not that I ever have. Hey, and I can tell you I've never, ever seen... A resuscitation scene that actually looked like real resuscitation. I'm always seeing them trying to do the pumping the chest yeah. thing without actually pumping the chest. And oh. I'm thinking, okay, that's interesting. But you know, that's what what happens. You get to be in a profession, then you're a critic every time you. you see insider something. knowledge, man. You yeah, didn't right. know about this going into. It. <laughs> I thought this was going to be about church planning, but I wonder what about ER. Right. Uh, so what you talked about wanting yeah. to. Um, you had initially a draw to do overseas, yeah. overseas mission. Why? Why? Okay, so 
from the time I was very young, I, I remember even being six or seven years old about that time frame, I felt like I really wanted to be a pastor. I grew up in a more traditional church um, and felt like at a very young age when I came to know the Lord that I felt like I was being, that I was supposed to be a pastor. And I, I thought that was the case for a lot of years. As I got older into my teenage years, kind of drifted away from that, thought more about, you know, maybe being in some kind of business career. Initially, actually, I thought I wanted to go into physics. Okay. You know, that lasted for one semester at A&M. <laughs> then yeah, I switched to business. That would do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but, but at an early age, I felt like that was something I was supposed to do. And when I was in college, I spent a summer in the Bronx uh, with a Baptist Student Union um, Home Mission Board summer program. And during that stint, uh, I felt a renewed awakening of the calling into ministry. So that's what led me to uh, head towards Trinity up in um, Deerfield, Illinois. Yeah, I spent time there, and, and that's how I got to that place. Gotcha. So you said you're still waiting for the Lord in, in the sense of like when you're ready to jump into ministry. Do you, do you have any sense of like what you were waiting for or yeah. what that looked like for you at that time or what that was, or even what that was like? Was there, fr- was that frustrating experience or yeah. was it, um, or was it kind of one that you understood at the time? Well, yeah, I kind of understood. There were several aspects of once I got done with my internship and, and, uh, that, I just really felt the Lord saying, no, now it's not the right time. I, I have other things for you. And I'm grateful in retrospect because there's a lot of work that the Lord has done in my life personally, in my family's life. And I can just see now in retrospect that, wow, um, it would have been really rough trying to handle going into ministry at that time. And actually, all that I've learned uh, since that time amazingly has come to bear as I've just gotten started on this job. Well, what's interesting is that, I mean, I think about, I mean, personally, my own path to getting where I was at, I I came from a music education Uh background and how in the world does that relate to anything what I'm doing? (laughs) And on on paper, it really does seem like what what about being an ER nurse, you know, prepares you for what you're doing right now. But it's surprising how the Lord has put us in situations where like we pick up necessary skills, experiences that really do set us up for this, this next thing that he has for us. But at the time it's very confusing. I remember being very confused and now it's, it makes a lot of sense as I'm right. sure it does for you. Right. Exactly. And you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, the life of a disciple essentially is a life lived in obedience to the Lord because you love him and a life of service to others because you love them. And so uh, regardless of where you're at, whether what kind of job you're at, really the issue boils down to not what you're doing, but whether you're being obedient or not. Because just looking at 1 Corinthians 13, I mean, all these amazing things that somebody's doing that if you have not love, you know, that's, that's, yeah. a, that's a really key piece for me. Like being in the ER, for instance. I mean, there are obvious crossovers in terms of sure. uh, the interaction with people and being focused on them being at critical points in our lives. Yep. Um, but there's also the aspect of dealing with death. Yeah. You know, having to be in that situation over and over again really opened my my eyes and my mind and my heart to how short life is. And and being in the presence of that really 
impacted me in terms of how I relate to other people as well. Because if, if you're living from this mindset of just like what I'm experiencing now is just going to keep going on and keep going on. I mean, what you do uh, can have a totally different look to it than if you realize, wow, life is really short and I only have this one life to live and I'm committed to the Lord and I love him. So I want it to be for him. So, well, then we'll transition. So here you are now with, with, you know, these skill sets from, you know, uh, being in, you said hospital management yeah, uh-huh. and also, you know, being hands, the yeah. hand work of being ED, in the ER and yeah. then also having your master of divinity. Yeah. And so you, you're pulling from a lot of different experiences. Right. And so, uh, tell me a little bit what you're doing now mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, what's your role at Woods Edge and mm-hmm. what that looks like? Yeah. You know, interestingly, um, when, uh, Jeff first talked to me about this role, I kind of was a little bit puzzled because I'm like, I'm not a church planter. I'm not entrepreneurial that way. I've, I've never really even seen myself doing that. So at first I'm like hmm, trying to get my mind around that. But as Jeff started talking to me about the vision he had of seeing Wood's Edge plant 100 churches in 10 years, um, th- the idea uh, that he proposed is, you know, I need someone to pastor church planters because God is going to call men to be a part of this. He's going to give them a vision, but they need someone to help them get to the place of seeing that vision happen. So, so that's really where a lot of my background and experiences, both um, in small groups and small group leading, small group coaching, working with other pastors and leaders, that's where a lot of that experience came to bear. So as I came on to the staff here to help um, see that vision come to fruition over the next 10 years. Um, I, I came with a lot of um, both, hmm, how do I say it, uh, anticipation, because it's not like I'm coming from a church planting background, right. although I've had experience in it. Uh-huh. And I'm not coming from a whole bunch of ministry experience. So I had the MDiv degree and, and have worked, you know, uh, in uh, different various settings uh, related to churches. But but really, uh, in the end, this is about seeing God do something through Wood's Edge that he's giving us his vision for. And being able to be this far out and see it out there is in- incredibly exciting. So what's my part in it? Um, I have four aspects to my job, really. The first one is the taking this vision and seeing how to make it happen strategy-wise. Okay. Um, that's both through Woods Edge directly. Mm-hmm. That's working with other churches. That's connecting through networks. There's all kinds of avenues to doing that. So um, both connecting with other churches, other networks, as well as trying to develop what our strategy is a big part of my job. It's also developing the idea of a family of churches. You know, we already have the churches that have been planted thus far. I was looking back, and it's crazy listening to Kevin Henson on the first episode of these podcasts talking about church planting. And in reality, there's not a a lot that if you listen to that, that I would say is a whole lot different. The difference is, in many ways, um, the multiplication. Mm -hmm. You know, you you don't just do one church plant after another and see a hundred churches in 10 years. No. And that's something that you're doing in cooperation and especially with the churches we've already planted. So working with Greg Johnson and John Sherrill, John Okomiski at Riverstone, uh, like these guys to think about how are we doing this together? That's a, that's a part of my job as well. So part of the dream of Woods Edge being a part of these is seeing our existing church plants 
plant churches. That's right. And so yeah. it's almost like this this web that goes out. Yes. And so you, um, and I'm sure with other churches as well. But yeah. I mean, the idea of the the family kind of yes. just all of us kind of coming having similar roots and yes. all that that's really exciting to yeah. think about. Um, it's great. Um, and 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 the second part of my job has to do with the leaders mm-hmm. who would be both pastoring and participating in leadership in the church. Yeah. How, how do we let them know we're here ready to plant churches and how do we find them? How do we identify them? How do we determine that they're good candidates? How do you, you know? find, how do you find people who uh, are, <laughs> who are wanting to, I mean, cause obviously, and like we, people who might yeah. come up cause the Lord just like clear, but yeah. what, like what, what does that look like for you? Is um, it just like, you just someone's like, hey, this person might be good, and you just start talking to them. Is that? Yeah, I mean, seriously, that's happening a lot. Yeah, you know, there's the relationships that a lot of people around here, especially Jeff, who's been doing this for as long as he has, and connected through one mission, and then just his yeah. relationships. I mean, you know, there's a lot gets, of people to, yeah. to pull from. I guess, yeah, or potential regard. candidates, yeah. but that's where the assessment piece in is because someone could have a, a lot of gifts, a lot of skills that would recommend them to church planting. They may have a legitimate calling, you know, that they have a vision, they can express that. But then the elements of character, do they have a character that supports that? And what are some of the blind spots that they may see? Those are things that you have to live with people to know. And so a big part of leadership identification development for us is going to be how are they going to live with us so they get to know us and we live with them so we get to know them and to a point where we understand it's a good fit for both of us that we're doing this together so pouring into them uh, you know developing training programs or yeah. working with others like the Houston Church Planning Network right. with their residency program how are we connecting with that we're, we're working through the development of all those ideas I, i've got some interns starting with me uh, next week for a summer internship. Nice college students who are who are who are just got the flicker of interest. Yeah, and and I want to just spend the next couple of months fanning into flame the idea that regardless of what profession they go into, what does life in church plants look like compared to life in big church? Yeah, and so, actually, I wanted you to talk about that a little yeah. bit. Um, what does that look like? You know, what, what does that look like? Cause you know, some people might be listening or yeah. like, well, you know, I'm definitely not going to plant a church, <laughs> but how do we, how do we, as people of Wood's Edge, how do we engage with church planting on, yeah. um, on, you know, on every different sort of level? Yeah, sure. That's a great question. I'm glad you asked it because I know that a lot of times the focus on church planting is on the professionals who are doing it. And the idea is that they're collecting a group of people who can get things started to start services on Sunday mornings, find right. a place, and kind of do the activities of church. But in reality, church plants themselves are a collection of disciples. So whenever we're talking church planting, it can't be divorced from the idea of making disciples. Mm-hmm. In, in many cases, you know, uh, starting new churches are one of the most effective ways of reaching people. I, I love the way Kevin Henson put it in the first episode where he's talking about, you know, how the concept that we have a church planting around the uh, the space and around, you know, the activities and all that and, sure. and trying to get the idea of all the work that's going into it, all the planning. Those are important factors. But in reality, planting a church is about making disciples in a local context yeah. that is a response to God's call to do it uniquely within that group of people. Mm. I mean, we're all a part of 
Christ's body, regardless of which church it is or, you know, in, in the woodlands, no matter which church you go to. We're, we're all part of Christ's body, but we have a unique calling because he's made us, he's brought us together to do it in a particular way to reach particular people who would only be reached by us. Yeah. So that's, that's exploring that, pushing into that, pressing into that. And for those who are listening who might be feeling like, oh, wow, that's something that, that sounds interesting. Look, just the fact that, that uh, you're feeling interested by that, that you have that spark, is the Holy Spirit stern in you, maybe not necessarily to go out and be a part of a church plant, but the truth that life on mission, which is something that's been a big part of being at Wood's Edge, happens extraordinarily well in the context of planting churches. And is, do you think it's just because, I mean, there's probably a lot of reasons why, but yeah. I see the advantages being, um, or at least the unique opportunities, mm-hmm. is that it is such a localized sort yeah. of context that it isn't, this, you know, oh, I got to, you know, where do I go find people mm-hmm. to connect with? It's like, yeah. it's actually a very specific location. We're looking yeah. at this, this, this spot of area. You know, yeah. These are where we're trying to, yeah. uh, you know, get to know people. And yeah. it gives you a unique opportunity on maybe a smaller scale, be able uh-huh. to focus in our group. Yeah. I yeah. Think that's, I think what, what's, what, what my experience with church plants, plants have been, um, I've done, I've like run sound at them. I've, yeah. I've been, uh, I have friends who are at uh, Declaration Restoration. Right. And the way that they speak about um, it is it, it feels like this all-in sort of yeah. experience where it, in, in the smaller setting, everyone has this these like really, really deep roots yeah. and really invested interest in, right. in the church point. And it's, and it's exciting. Yeah, it's really it is. It's exciting to, to have this, like this core group that are, that yeah. are all just all in for the church and for seeing people you know coming to christ and yeah. reaching people in their local area yeah. it seems really unique that's great and and you put it really well eric it, it's the ownership piece of it mm. you know it's really easy to come to a, a larger church and be part of what's going on and and a lot of what god's doing here at wood's edge is amazing and people are exactly where they need to be expressing who god made them to be being obedient to what he's calling them to be but there's something that happens in a church plant setting where you're kind of stripping away a lot of what's built up over time and you're getting to the basics of what's necessary when you think about it most church plants start with the relationships and there's an intentionality around it. It's not just coming to what am I going to get here, but it's about, wow, I want to see this be all that God is calling it to be. And so there's an intentionality of reaching out. There's an intentionality about talking about it. There's a, a response to people that's in view of the fact that you want to bring them in to help them experience what it's like to do the journeying together part. Yeah. So that's that happens uh, really well in a church plant setting because you know what? When you're in a church plant, especially when it's starting, you don't not show up on Sunday or at other events because you're missed. People are texting. It's like, where are you, man? <laughs> so, yeah. and that's, and, and that's really exciting. Even for someone who doesn't see themselves as entrepreneurial in nature or like stepping out, you know, uh, I don't want to take away a- a- any feelings like there's, you, you've got to have special training for this. Sure. In, in reality, it's just about the outward focus that happens in the smaller setting of a church plant that everybody owns. That really makes it both an exciting place. There's so much celebration that happens when one person 
gets baptized, mm-hmm. you know, or when when somebody gets led to the Lord and then becomes a part of that family, so much excitement and celebration happens uh, in that context. So much life gets lived together in that context. Yeah, I like what you said about relational. That word feels, that feels like the, the word that I think about whenever I think about, um, you know, what we've seen just with church plants and mm-hmm. I think how they, just the effectiveness of it is it just, it just feels like you and it's it's like you said like if you don't show up people are like where are you at and it's because and it's not in this um you know like oh where were you is it's like there your friends are asking where you are yeah and that that word friend it's like you get to you get to learn how to be friends with people yeah in, in, a, in a in a in a maybe a smaller community right and and, and again it's the intentionality mm-hmm. around it you know when you're thinking about you know this church that you're going out to be a part of this local expression that has a unique vision that God has given and to, to the leaders and those who are the church to be an expression of his body to reach people that no one else could reach. Uh, there's something that's amazing uh, about being a part of that, especially from the beginning. Yeah. So um, for those uh, who maybe aren't sensing, it's just like, wow, I love Woods Edge. I'm right where I need to be. The thing that's really exciting for all of us who are here as part of our participation is the way we think about what we're doing now. You know, if to plant 100 churches in 10 years means that there are going to be people going to be a part of that. Yeah. I mean, and not everybody. I think it's important that we understand that uh, um, winning people to Christ who will be a part of the core of those church plants are important because they're going to most directly relate to right. those who don't yet know Christ. But otherwise, statistically speaking, uh, younger people are more predominantly in church plants just because they're newer, you know? That yeah. makes sense. They, they get a, a voice. It's They're not steeped in tradition, all that. They get uh-huh. to be a part of it. People who are new to an area, who have transferred from somewhere else tend to be a part of church plants more often. Um, people who are uh, uh, immigrants tend to go to church plants in a smaller setting just because it feels a little safer to them to get to yeah, to, to be a part of relationships that are part of that. So, so there are a lot of elements around that, but especially, statistically speaking, new believers are found more often in church plants than in more traditional churches or those that have been around a while. Right. That makes sense. You know, culturally, a church that's been around a while has a, has a unique feel to it. Yeah. It has its own unique culture and flavor and sort of, it's sort of more defined. Yes. In a church plant, you, you get to be part of the defining of yes. it. And exactly. so that means if you're a part of the, because like you talked about, the church is made up of people, yeah. you know, it's, it's not made up of the people planning it. And so if you think about it, almost visually, I imagine it's, uh, if you think about a mural mm-hmm. and each person is a part of this mural, this church yeah. plant, uh, what you're laying the groundwork of is your, your, your involvement in it right. is already going to have a part of yourself in it. Yeah. And so that way you, you have just a lot more like investment into it and yeah. you just, you care more and you're a part yeah. of, um, you're part of building the culture. You're part of seeing something that's, ex- that something that is close to your heart too. Yeah. And, being around a people like-minded like that is really exciting. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it, you know, there may be some people who are listening who don't have kids, but for all of us who are who do, we may have been around lots of friends and relatives who've had babies. But when you have your own baby, when it's yours, I mean, wow, uh, that's an amazing, amazing experience. And being a part of a church plant, it, it, there's a sense where wow, I'm a part of 
birth of this new thing. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's unlike anything else uh, that you can experience. I've been a part of church plants before, uh, and it, it's exciting and really hard. You know, because the fact that it's just like you don't have all the things that you built up, that you don't have the comfortable seats necessarily the first Sunday. You don't have all the sound equipment that you'd love to have. You don't necessarily have all the the children's ministry stuff that's built up over time. You know, so so there are sacrifices that come with doing that. But man, to, to see the outcome of what's happening in people's lives when there's such intentionality around the relationships being core to that rather than the activities themselves, it's huge. Well, that's exciting. I'm excited to see um, to see what's next with church planting. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I, I We keep on hearing such amazing things about yeah. our church plants already. Yeah. And um, I, I suppose, Michael, that we're going we're gonna to be able to experience a lot of really amazing things yeah. um yeah. in the course of planning of these next couple of years yeah um yeah and i i suppose i guess you can't say like we know we're going to be planning here <laughs> yet um yeah but, but that's but that's exciting and yeah. that's something that our our church family is going to get to engage with in, in a lot of so. different ways very much so um, so, so th- i think i think one of the things that uh um, people experience around here is the at wood's edge is the excitement of of apprenticeship becoming more a part of our culture because across ministries no matter where you're involved because we're going to be thinking about not how we're building up here but how we're sending out there you know uh, regardless of what ministry you're in or what you're doing thinking about i want to have somebody alongside me that i'm training so that they can do this somewhere else i think that's going to be a huge part of our culture and also uh, experiencing the benefits uh, that when a lot of church planning goes on, there's a backwash of excitement and anticipation and celebration that happens to the church that sends them out. And as we come become a larger family of churches doing this together, I'm really excited uh, for how that's going to play out and what that does to us as a church, not just in the churches that we plant. Exciting times ahead. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, Thanks Michael, man. for talking. Yeah, you bet, man. You, you interested in church planting, man? Maybe so. Thanks so much for listening to the Woods Edge Podcast Show. See you next time.